Hey there, Michael Nunez from The Rabbit Hole here. You might be wondering, a few months have passed. What's with all the replays? First off, if you truly have been wondering about this, then you're probably listening to this. And if you're listening to this, I want to say thank you. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and enjoying the podcast. It's been a wild, crazy few months. Both Dave and I were on demanding clients as of late. And Dave is still producing high-quality stuff for his client. But me, on the other hand, I might have some time dedicated to the podcast. So, for the next few weeks, I'll be beefing up our backlog to continue to deliver the content we have wanted to share since the inception of this podcast. Fair warning, this will be a solo act, with some interviews here and there. Dave has given his blessing for me to try and wing this myself. Can you believe it? We'll see how that goes. Any feedback is appreciated. Feel free to hit me up, either Google Mike or Radio Free Rabbit on Twitter. Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast. Living large in New York. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, and today we're going to talk about Tailwind CSS. This is not your ordinary CSS framework. I had some time to dive into Tailwind recently on a new project that I was doing, and I have some opinions and I wanted to share with y'all. We're going to talk about what it is and the pros and cons. How did I compare to the two and what I continue using Tailwind CSS moving forward? Let's start with the beginning. What is Tailwind CSS? According to the website, it's a utility for CSS framework packed with classes like Flex, PT-4, Text Center, and Rotate 90 that can be composed to build any design directly in your markup. So the idea is that Tailwind has all these different names for CSS classes that you can append to a given div or component, if you will. That way, your CSS can be as snappy as possible because it just reads through all the class names and then compiles the CSS for you. Tailwind CSS, according to the website again, works by scanning all of your HTML files, JavaScript components, and any other templates for class names, generating the corresponding styles, and then writing them to a static CSS file. It is fast, flexible, and reliable with zero runtime. So again, it just scans through your entire code base, and creates these styles depending on the names that you use within the class names. I thought this was pretty clever. One of the things that CSS is always something that I'm continuing to work on, and I think continuous improvement is very, very important. And I think in the department of CSS, I will still continue to do that. So come along down and and walk with me as we try to get better with the CSS. And using Tailwind CSS, there are some pros and cons. I'll start with the pros. First and foremost, compile CSS very fast. I was using a Create React app where I was just able to change the class name right on the div that I was working on, on save, and with the hot reload on deck. And it would just, you know, add the styles that I was actually adding in the class name, which was pretty cool. Another benefit to using Tailwind is that it creates only the CSS classes that you want because you have to write the names in them. It's only going to generate the CSS for that given div or element, if you will, that has a class name that will then allow you to style your page and only use the styling of what you're asking of it. So if you have like any old CSS files that you're not actually referring to, that's not going to get compiled because if you're not using it, then you wouldn't write it in your class name, which is pretty cool. I'll talk about the cons of Tailwind, of the things that I ran into for it. One thing that I was not used to is how long the class name 
will be when you use Tailwind. So I can give you an example. I won't go through all of them, like what each one of them does, but I'll just do the names and Tailwind kind of translates the CSS in a way that it makes sense for your browser to read it. Here's a class name that I have. The class name is flex space justify dash center text dash five XL leading normal font heavy toss. The only one that is customized is the font that I had to use for this particular project that I was working on. But all those different names that I mentioned adds another CSS attribute to that particular div that I'm working on. It's very long. I have like five, six words in here, like nine words of where I have adding hyphenations, if that's even a word. With the hyphenated words, it's nine. And I imagine if you have a styling of 140 character limit per line, like you're going to run into this and it's going to be extremely annoying for one to deal with. That's one of the cons that I saw on that. And as mentioned before, Tailwind CSS has a learning curve, very similar to other CSS frameworks. You just have to know the syntax for, you know, how to make your text bigger or how to use display flex in a way that Tailwind CSS is going to translate it. I found that to be a little difficult. I just had my second monitor. Ooh, look at me. I use a laptop for my second monitor. I'm not that cool. But my monitor laptop, I would just have the docs open the whole time as I was looking to see, you know, what is, how do I make this a display and a flex rather? And how do I make the text bigger? And how would I apply fonts to the Tailwind CSS config file? And if you're not familiar with CSS, it could be really hard. It'd be even harder to learn the terms and how to use it in Tailwind, as well as how to do anything in CSS. I would say that if CSS is not your, if you're a new front-end developer learning and understanding CSS, I would shy away from this just a bit. And I wouldn't dive into it 100% until you done have an idea of what any of those terms I mentioned mean such as flex or justify center, stuff like that. How did I do this? So what I did was I created one CSS class to do what I needed to do. And just a heads up for those who need to know, I am a BEM enthusiast. BEM stands for block element modifier. It is a CSS, I think it's like a methodology or like a philosophy where any component that requires CSS is written in a way that the structure is less likely to override other CSS files, right? So if I have like a header component, right? The block for that particular component is the header block. The element within the header block, I would say is title. And then I give that a different style. A different element within the header block, say we use subtitle, you would do header underscore underscore sub dash title and then you can you know style your subtitle however you want if you wanted to have a modification i don't think this would be an example within a header but let's say there's a validation error you could do something like calculator right as the block say we're using a calculator app underscore underscore display results dash dash error right that will style something if there is an error to a particular component. That's called block element modifier. I'll say that again, that's block element modifier. And if you want more information, I'm sure you can Google BEM CSS and that will 
help you kind of learn and understand more about that. But I'm a BAM enthusiast. I know there are other individuals who use snacks. That's another different philosophy. I don't remember much about it. I use BAM. If you don't know BAM, definitely go and research that. So I took one CSS class, gave it a name, and I gave it all my styles. After I did all the styling for that, I went into, you know, looking up the documentation for Tailwind CSS so that I would remove one item or rather one property within the CSS class that I created. And then I'll try to implement that in Tailwind by giving it the Tailwind name. So like, for example, say I had display flex as one of the properties within that CSS object, I removed it and then I used flex, which is the keyword for Tailwind to render display flex for a particular component. And then I went down the line, just removing one, adding it in the style of Tailwind, removing one, adding in the style of Tailwind, adding in the style of Tailwind. For me, it definitely was one-to-one. Like, you know, the, the styles that I was able to create worked just fine when I converted them over to Tailwind. I had to do some Googling, like I said before. I had to learn how to look through the documentation to get the thing that I was looking for. But all the documentation on the website was really good for me to build the app how I would have wanted without having to use CSS that I created, you know, in a CSS file and whatnot. Would I use this on my next project? Yeah, I think so. I think that I will continue to use it. And unlike Bootstrap, where Bootstrap comes and it's like predefined and has all these different classes baked into it. And like if you when you render a Bootstrap app, it comes in and you can kind of see that it is bootstrapped. Tailwind doesn't have any of those predefined configurations. It just makes it much easier for you to create CSS onto components that you want to style in a way where you don't have to rewrite any more CSS than you would need to because you're more likely able to just find the Tailwind CSS keyword, apply it to the class names for a given document, for a given div, and then be able to render the component in the style that you want using Tailwind. I think it's much easier and I think Bootstrap comes in and it's pretty heavy and Tailwind is definitely a lot more lightweight and I will definitely try my best to use that moving forward. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.